0: How do you start a podcast? That's a good question, man. How do you start a podcast? Yeah, you know, uh, with a, a good joke. I don't have any of those. I don't have any of those. I was going to say something like a joke, but then I was like, why am I doing that? I don't have any jokes. I Go ahead. Add. I don't have any jokes. You don't have any jokes no jokes at all? I don't. Not really. Do you know what time? When, when, people, when, when people ask, like, say a joke, I can never think of a joke. Sure. But then, like, throughout the conversation, you'll think of, like, 20 Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll think of ways to make something a joke. But when somebody's like, hey, tell me a joke. I'm, I can't. I can't just be like, here's a joke. Without it being like a, one of those like classic ones. You know, like, hey, why the chicken grows a road?" You know, like one of those
1: dumb ones that like everybody says. I can't think of one. Okay. Ever. That's horrible. Let, yesterday we had Edge uh, and Elizabeth was sick. It was like the first time in nine years she's missed an Edge night because of sickness. Oof, wow. So... She's like, hey, can you just run the edge night for me? I've done it before. I was like, yeah, totally. We we were talking about holy humor. Okay. So (laughs) we had a a meme competition. (laughs) It's fantastic. uh, And I did like five minutes of stand-up before getting into the talk. Uh, I had to prep. I I was thinking about that all day. I'm like, what jokes are there for anybody (laughs) at all? For middle schoolers, too. For middle schoolers, yeah. Because once you go to college, like every joke that you hear is inappropriate widely for 12, 13, 14 year old Uh, kids, especially boys, because they'll just repeat it ad nauseum until it just becomes an inside joke and nobody gets it anymore. Yeah. And the type of
0: joke that like stand up that you would tell me might be slightly different than (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be
1: definitely different. (laughs) You, You and I outside of the podcast <laughs> speak only in memes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so Elizabeth and I and Brandon, we found them podcast. Yeah. We like, we played this board game called Frosthaven. Haven. And so Brandon came over and we we're on a time constraint. So we only had like three hours before we had to go to the, um, the international food fair. It was, in, Oh yeah. Yeah. At, at Roncalli. So she's like, look, you only get three chances. <laughs> No references No memes No anything How (laughs) long do you think we lasted? Oh gosh Uh, (laughs) No more than 15 minutes It was 45 seconds (laughs) Wow Yeah Um, yeah. Just just because I mean that's just how guys are We just share things that that are funny And then like Even a normal conversation You would say something And then somebody would repeat it back to you But in the way that, the, uh, like from a Spon- some Spongebob episode, <laughs> yeah. you, you say it back in right. the voice of Mr. Krabs or Spongebob or whoever. Or it's like, boom, there's a yeah. reference right or Patrick. There. Yeah. And 45 seconds, we're out of, yeah. <laughs> out <Okay>. of things.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, like in our friend group, you and me know a lot of Vines too. Yeah, Rip Vines. Like we know a lot of Vines. And I feel like we talk about Vine a lot. And I have no regrets. Like I'm not even mad regrets. about it. It's oh, right, been gone for, rags. what,
1: seven years? Um, seven, eight years? Vine's been dead?
0: What is 2023? Yeah. Since 2016, 2016. Yeah, like six, seven years. So, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> the most reverence thing in our lives is something that hasn't been around <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for seven years. <laughs> pretty pathetic, but it's pretty great. It's pretty time. pathetic, yeah.
0: But you know what? I'm not even mad about it. We should have original thoughts. Or... We could just reference Vine <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: because
0: <laughs> you know what? There's a Vine reference for everything. That's my motto. That's is that my, true? That's not my motto, okay. but like, it's not. not my actual motto in life. But when you think about it, there's probably a Vine reference for everything. Maybe. How are you doing, John? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, you know it's almost Thanksgiving. What I, I was talking with coworkers at work today. What is your favorite Thanksgiving dish?
1: oh it's a hard one. I want to. I want to bring in our guest for this one. Just yeah, because, I I agree. So that's what the segue was. <laughs> we have was that was that your segue? That was my segue <laughs> actually. Because I was going to ask. I was going to ask Laura. Too. You've had worse seg- segues. I know. I have. I was like, today th- this could be a good question for it's our. It's a segues. good question. Yeah. Uh, so we're joined today by uh, Laura Durner. I did say that right? right? You, you're right on. I, I right. even asked you yeah, before th- the podcast. Right. how I, do I you say, say it? it. Get
3: me like I'm going to say this right? Yeah, Durner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good.
1: Thanks so much for for joining us, Laura. Uh, yeah, the favorite Thanksgiving dish.
3: Oh, now you're both looking at me. You didn't we, answer the question, though. I think he was asking. Oh, me. I was
1: asking Cameron first, but he was I see, asking me. I guess he popcorn my, to you. My you opinion <laughs> doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> now you're coming my way,
1: huh? <laughs> I, I mean, I get a green bean casserole, easy. Green bean, okay. Yeah.
3: Uh, okay, I
0: respect that. Yeah, easy. I Okay, question about the green... So this is another question. This is At why we today.
1: wanted to have you answer
0: first because yeah. tangents. At work yeah. today, how do you do your green bean casserole?
1: What does that mean? So like some
0: people are like, they like the French cut. You bring it. You like the one I make?
1: Yeah. Okay, I feel like people don't like that one, man. It's fine. Okay, great. Okay, good. You can't great. go wrong. It's what, green yeah, beans, cream of mushroom soup, yeah. and then
0: uh, French's fried onions. I like that too, but like... I feel like my my in laws fa- like my wife's family didn't love that one, which is fine. Like if you don't like it, it's great. No, they could be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> but this year I'm making like just regular green beans, like baked green beans instead, because everyone wanted that. And I was like, okay, cool, we'll do that. So, so
1: you're, you're just making, making, making you're making green beans. You're not making green bean casserole.
0: No, we're not making casserole. Just green no. beans, like in the oven, spices, butter, whatever. You yeah. know. That's boring. I know it's a little <laughs> bit boring, but you know what? We're, we're you know it's all right. What's yours? <laughs> I'll, I'll,
3: I'll, are, are we still talking about green beans? No,
2: oh,
0: uh, yeah, I, green, I, green beans you, are your favorite? Is it your favorite one?
3: I mean, I, yes, I do like green beans. It seems like, I can't remember if it's what I grew up with or I've had them, was green beans with like, kind of was like a little vinegar with bacon.
0: Oh, yeah, the bacon yeah, and the... The bacon in the... I've, yeah. I've had that, that's yeah, good.
3: That's still one of my favorites um, for the green bean dish.
0: Yeah, I think my aunt made that when yeah. I was growing up. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. Good stuff.
1: Is that your favorite though? Oh you classify that as your favorite? Favorite favorite dish.
3: Favorite dish for Thanksgiving. And um, it could be turkey. Turkey could be your favorite. I don't know. Probably a potato girl.
0: Potatoes. Yeah.
3: Probably just mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you have turkey on Thanksgiving? Um, yeah. We do yeah. we do a turkey we so I'm going to my in laws for Thanksgiving. They don't do like the uh turkey the big one in the oven, where you have like twenty pounds of it, um, because there's a, just a lot of leftover. So we do, um, they do like the, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a smaller turkey, where it's not the full bird. It's not the full bird. It's not the full bird. It's turkey. It's turkey not breast. Yes, thank you. All but right. it's like yeah. in, I don't know how to describe it. A can? Yeah, uh, no. Mm-hmm. It's like prepared like a turkey. And it's still like I think tied up a little bit, but it's no bones, the, no bones, right. nothing. to... Yeah, it's it's right. just like ready, and it to doesn't go. cook. Yeah, and it doesn't. Right. Uh, you still have to cook it obviously, but like right. it's not. But it doesn't take as long, and so sure. there's not as much left over. So, can you but we still do turkey? Can you still put things in the turkey? Uh no, no, no. it's not something many good stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because it's not the bird. It's not like the full on. Oh, it's just yeah, a bunch of turkey. Yep. Sure. I don't know okay. how to describe it. It's like a. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Turkey breast, but it's like big and it serves a lot of people. But not a lot. You know, of that, Real like, turkeys do that. Too. Yeah, I know, but like not a lot where it's like I'm going to have five weeks of leftovers. Sure.
1: Yeah, so, I, I, I can get behind that. I haven't had turkey at a Thanksgiving that I've prepared ever.
0: Yeah, I feel like people, it's 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 polarizing. Some people it's not like polarizing. To, I just don't want to deal with it. Well, sometimes people don't like turkey. Like at work today, people are like, oh, I hate turkey.
3: Do you like turkey? I do. Yeah. I, yeah. Do. I mean, it's not something I'm, I'm going to, I mean, once a year is right. just enough, but yep. uh, yeah.
0: I think sometimes people don't like turkey because it's like too dry to them. I think some people don't like it because it's like, oh, it's so dry, but I've had some really good turkey.
3: If it's prepared right. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: That's hard to do. It is hard because it's, yeah. it's time consuming. Yeah. <laughs> like the well, when you like inject it, you baste it, like that, that
3: takes a yeah. long time. It's kind of the unknown too. When you cut it, you're like, "Ooh, did I cook it too long?" You know.
2: Yeah. So. Is it
3: fully cooked? Yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah. So I think we all have been down that road. Yeah, so.
0: it's nerve wracking.
3: Yeah.
1: I told Elizabeth the only time I would ever cook a turkey for Thanksgiving is if she would let me deep fry it. Nice.
0: I've never deep fried chicken. I've it's never deep fried. immensely, immensely
1: yeah. dangerous to do. Yeah. It's one of the things you don't do in your house. Oh, okay. I would hope So it's like an apparatus. So it's like a big bucket-ish thing. A big bucket for like a 20-pound turkey, right? And you just fill it with oil because you're going to deep fry it. And then it's underneath like a tripod that you put outside. And you just hold the turkey above it and just plop it right in. And how long does it take? I I think it's less... I'm not really sure. I've never... Gotten, probably less time. I've never gotten past the point of actually like looking into it because it's a whole apparatus you have to purchase and like put together. Yeah. Because it's big. I mean it's big. And That's then like they say you, you cannot do it in your house well, or you will not. start your house on fire. <laughs> definitely not.
0: Yeah. So I'm trying to think what my favorite dish is because I never answered the question my own question. I don't really actually know if I have a... Fi- <sighs> I love a good stuffing. I guess I do like a good stuffing. What, what
1: makes a good stuffing to you?
0: Not too dry. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's a little dry. Uh, some people like it with beef. Some people don't. I don't really care. As long as it's not dry, that stuffing is that stuffing's good. So, I also, my aunt used to make, like, a sweet potato casserole. That was, like, that was essentially dessert. of so sweet potatoes and brown sugar and pecans and, like, Maples here, just a bunch of good stuff. Good stuff,
1: all put together. Yeah. So, so I'm getting, so I'm getting from you, John, that your Thanksgiving meal must be moist.
0: Yeah, I just don't like dry food. Yeah. Okay. I just don't like. Yeah. I'm not a fan of just dry food. It has to have flavor. It has to have moisture to it. Sorry if people hate that word, but it's it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Some people are like, I have a coworker's like. I'm like I'm sorry there, it's, a, it's a good description
1: There are worse words <laughs> yeah, In the English language Than moist I Okay yeah, I agree Because what you would use To describe Something that is moist If we are using it correctly Like It invokes Like a want to have the thing Like a moist cake Somebody told me the word moist Feels moist No,
0: <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> Like You know what I'm saying Like It's just one of those words that fits But it makes people feel uncomfortable Because
1: of how much it fits Yeah. Oh. It's like uh has anyone ever told you that like, like someone talking about your the the like having your tongue in your mouth and then like you become aware of your tongue in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> and then you
0: start getting weirded out by and it. You start
1: getting weirded out by it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I've yeah, I've definitely thought that.
1: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so welcome to Look, lo-
0: welcome. Thank welcome you. to the podcast. Um happy to have you.
1: Go ahead, John. You're the question giver. Oh, I, I, thought, thought, that was, I, I thought that was a
3: handoff.
0: <laughs> I was going to hand it off to you then. Why would you hand it off to me? <laughs> I don't know. You're a great <laughs> <laughs> question giver. Some days, some days. Um, so uh, tell us a little about yourself. Where are you from?
3: Um, I was born in Chicago, Southside. And pause um,
1: one second. Bears fan?
3: Uh, of course. Yeah. Okay. But I'll be honest, ever since like 80, what was it, 85, 86, 86, 86 yeah. Singletary, the Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah. That was sort of the end of me watching. That was the peak. That was the peak. <laughs> that was the peak. I doesn't mean, it doesn't get any better you know. from
1: here, and then it didn't.
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. Football wasn't huge, huge. Else. But, I mean, how could you not love that? So you're that a
0: Sox week? fan, then?
3: Well, this is even gets more. We were, we were Cubs fans. Huge what? Cubs fans. I, I mean, On the south side? absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. My dad was yeah. huge, huge. Um, love WGN. Well, wow. that's the end
0: of the podcast. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I'm <just Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> a big brewer, That's why I make the joke. Yeah. See y'all. See you. <laughs> Been good. Been a great to podcast. Twenty minutes, right? Where right. The record. Right. Yeah. 30, <laughs> Thirteen. minutes. That's
3: there. Yeah. But, I'm just uh, kidding. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that was a staple in our household. For them.
0: Big house. Big big family.
3: I had three older brothers. We were all um, within five years. So. Whoa. Yeah. So one, two, four, and five growing up. So we yeah. So Ooh. me and my brother, I think he's eleven months older than me. So, uh, yeah, um, Irish be, twins, right? That's what the yeah, but yeah, we weren't Irish. But what does that? Um, uh, there's yeah, a saying where it's saying, like yeah, <laughs> it's like, kind of a bad thing, but yeah, like
0: yeah, uh, it's a joke about like Irish Catholics having a lot of kids. Yeah, and so like right. uh, Irish twins are like uh, two kids within a year. Oh, Irish triplets are three kids within two years
3: right yeah yeah
0: i see
1: all right yes.
3: um so so i was born in seventy, nineteen seventy, 1970 and um so i was born in the city of chicago but we moved let's see i want to say i was six months i think i guess the neighbor we were living in my dad was hearing a little bit more frequent gunshots than he wanted even though it was close to where he worked so that was a big decision, and it was a house he grew up in. So we moved to a town, Lansing. It's about 30 miles south of Chicago. Almost, it's right on the Indiana border. So sure. that's where um, I i don't remember Chicago at all. I mean, my two older brothers, they remember certain aspects of it, but um, I just remember Lansing where I grew up.
2: Okay.
0: Um, that's a crazy, like, so your, your mom and dad moved essentially for safety. Correct. The, okay. Correct. Yeah. It was that's hard because uh, yeah. my,
3: it was the house my dad grew up in and was born in. And so it, it was, had to be emotional. It was, yeah. It was, you know, kind of, uh, and they love the area of Chicago. They always said it was a neighborhood within a neighborhood, like a city within a neighborhood within a city. I think that's the why they used to say it. It was just, they would talk about the area so much. And because everybody was from a lot of immigrants and, sure. um, so um, they just—it was hard to leave that area, but.
0: And so, uh, growing up with four, so you're the youngest. I'm the youngest. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the youngest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Did uh, you guys grow up Catholic or? Yes. Yeah. Grew okay. up
3: Catholic. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Going to weekly mass. Growing up, um, went to public schools. Um, did the CCD thing. Uh, for my religious ed growing up, and um, just sort of a traditional Catholic Catholic uh, family household.
0: Nice, nice. Um, I don't know. I had a question on my mind, and now I'm all of a sudden like blanking on, question well, on the question. I, <laughs> oh, I, see, I, I had to. it, and then I was like, "Dang, it, I don't remember what I was." Going I'm
1: kind of curious. Um, so, growing up with. Three older brothers. Yep. So, how does that affect, like, because you went to public school, right? So, how big is Lansing?
3: Thirty thousand. Thirty thousand.
1: So, yeah, Manitowoc size. Yeah. So, I'm just kind of curious how you how you would compare yourself then to uh, growing up around like other girls, having three older brothers. Was it all like, were you a little tougher?
3: Total tomboy.
1: Total tomboy. Okay. Absolutely,
3: okay. my mom was super excited. Obviously, having uh-huh. finally I a, a girl, girl. <laughs> and I—I I don't want to say I didn't want anything to do with being a girl, but no, I—I want to hang out with my brothers. Sure, you know, played tons of um, ball with them and the and their friends, and my mom was always, boys, bring your sister along. <laughs> I, I just—I wanted to be hang out with them, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, I had a couple neighborhood girls i hung out with too and it was fun but i never never did the doll thing growing up um definitely more um i mean i I like obviously being a girl but i want to hang out with the boys Mm -hmm. it was just it was just easier um
0: were they pretty protective of you no not at all not at all
3: (laughs) Says that. And that was not the well, answer
0: that I thought I was going to get. Together yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. I
3: was not a princess, like in no way. I mean, I think. I don't remember <laughs> I used to go visit, visit my brother at college later in life, and he's. I would ask him about a couple of his friends. He's like, "Yeah, you don't want, you know." So he sort of protected me, like you don't want, you don't want, you don't want to date them. You know, or you don't want, you don't want any interest in them. But, think mean, growing up, they, I mean, they worried about me, but I kind of held my own. I guess they sort of, look, you know, I was going to sort of take care of my, take care of myself. Um, I mean, yeah, so I, I did. I grew up a little bit tougher in that way.
0: So uh, going through, uh, so do you graduate from Lansing or do you just you yep. like, okay. Yep. So yeah. you, you didn't move after that? No. Um. What, what did you do after high school? After school high school,
3: or? so my last year of high school, I was already contemplating, am I going to go to college? And most of my my good friends were all going to college. And I was an average student, um, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do if I went to college. Um, and then financially, I mean, I was going to have to be pretty much on my own if, you know, I, I went. So my last year of high school, I was talking to the counselor, and she says, well, we have this work program. So I went to, my senior year, I went to high school in the morning, and then I worked at a bank in their bookkeeping department. And so that was back in the late 80s. And um, I filed checks. (laughs) So when people got their statements in the mail, um, their checks, so that was my job was filing checks. And then after graduation, um, still I I knew I... wasn't going to make the decision to go to college, and um, the bank hired me full time after I graduated, and um, I opened up new accounts for, for about a year, and during that time, I was looking into some type of schooling. Um, wasn't sure. There was a school in Chicago. It was, called Robert Morris, and I think they're a college now. Yeah, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, school. but I yeah. don't um, believe it was a college when I went there. But they had um, a program either being a legal secretary or I want to say like a travel department, um, like working at the Marriott or oh, you know, oh, okay. working at a travel agency. It was
1: like a concierge?
3: Yeah, it, it was it, – another program okay. they had there. But there's like, it
1: like uh, uh I have
0: a friend that like graduate like hotel or like hotel management. It could have been it could have been in okay. the
3: hotel management and
2: sure.
3: But I decided to since working at the bank and um, you know, of course we had a trust department and a legal department. It was a smaller um, bank in Lansing. I went the legal secretary route. So um so after a year, signed up to go there and um, saved enough money to uh, go to school there. And what was nice there, it was a nine-month program. And same thing there, I would go to school in the morning. And this is downtown Chicago. And then I worked at the law department at a, a big uh, bank and um, in their legal department. And so then when I graduated, they hired me full-time as a legal secretary. Oh neat! Yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh, did you move to Chicago then?
3: No, I commuted. Oh, okay. I commuted, and how was um, that? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a couple different routes you can go. There's the, the metro route, the South Shore route. There was actually a school bus from the people in Lansing, um, and took us down to Chicago. So I did that. It was pretty economical. And so I did that for a little while. Um, I sit at the law department at this bank for, I want to say a year. And one of my friends there, she went to a big law firm. And she says, come on, why don't you come interview there? And I'm like, they wanted more experience, years experience. They said, just put your resume in and see what happens. And so I um, put my resume in and... Um, Course you have to take a typing test and grammar test and all that. And I want to say in one of the tests I was a little shy of it, but the guy that interviewed me, he was from the South Side of Chicago. Oh, and
0: South Side stick together.
3: I, I, I don't know. I, I and I say it was, that like it, I'm from the South. Well side. <laughs> it, it, it was it was funny because yeah. I mean on paper did I have the exact marks I needed to be hired there. Probably a little off, but once again I just started talking to him and he says, You know what? I like you, and I'm gonna <laughs> hire you. You know, but it, you know, it was yeah. a, a, a genuine like, and so, um, um, so I got hired there at the law firm, and uh, so I went there for about ten years. Worked as a legal secretary at this big firm in Chicago, and um, so I still commuted from. I was living at home still, saved more money, and um, then moved to Chicago finally. Um, in the DePaul-Lincoln Park area. Mm. And I uh, rented for a year. And after a year of renting, uh, I I thought, this is a waste of money. Just (laughs) renting and throwing away this money. That it's gone. So the building across the street from where I live, they were uh, converting that into condos. And... I went over there one day, and bought it. Bought a place. Wow, yeah. nice. Yeah. So I think I was 24 at that point. Wow. Turning. Yeah. Oh, that's true.
2: So, yeah. Unheard of now. Well, uh,
3: <laughs> I staying at home those years. What I would do when I got paid, I would just take a certain amount of money of my salary and just put it right into savings mm-hmm. and put it into savings. So I just never saw that money. So Mm. that's, I'll be honest, that's how I built up my... um,
0: Dave Ramsey. There we go. There we go. You're right.
3: Yeah, Don't see it. It's, yeah. And and my parents, they didn't charge me rent, but I would just say, you need new carpeting up here. I would just carpet, you know, the upstairs or Mm -hmm. need a refrigerator. I buy them a refrigerator. So I I would just buy them big items when I was living at home those couple of years. And um, yeah, so I moved into my first condo when I was... uh, Turning, I think just turning 24, 25. So in Chicago.
0: Gotcha. And yeah. so um, throughout all of this, you know, from childhood, we kind of went quickly yep, through a lot sure. of years. Yep, but, sure. Uh, faith wise, what, what does your faith look like? Are you um, sort of practicing Catholic? Yep. I still, partier?
3: yep. I still, I mean, mostly just the Sunday obligation. Um, every so often, do something special. Um, the priests back where I grew up, they were doing, um, a trip to Mexico and let's see, I, yeah, it was, had been when I was 25. So I was living in Chicago, but I came back for it and we drove down to Juarez, Mexico and lived with the family in Juarez in this one room house and kind of tin roofs and, About three, four days, and we helped build a church and brought down some medical supplies and Christmas gifts. But that was a long drive from South Side of Chicago, South Suburbs, you know, to Juarez.
0: That'd be a a shock, I guess. Different country, different culture. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. And I remember coming back because after that, they wanted me to speak at Mass about my experience. And the one thing I remember from that to this day is they had so little, but they had so much. Mm. And mm-hmm. it their normal of life, be it wearing the same clothes every day, not knowing what they were going to eat. I mean, it was pretty dumpy, the area where where they were living. But they didn't care. And so... I have to say that was a tremendous lesson learning that at 25 Um, because then I had my other whole life of living in Chicago, working for all these attorneys and, you know, lots and lots of money, lots of materialism and experiencing that was a tremendous um, part of my faith at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So, from there, um, continued to still go to my uh, church in the city, and got involved on a softball team and played volleyball, and it was just <laughs> you know, it usually ended up at the tavern afterwards. Yeah, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, but it was good. I wouldn't say I had this strong. Faith, faith, life. It was something I know I needed to do. I wanted to go to Sunday mass, but it wasn't something that I really shared. And I don't know if many twi- twenty-five-year-olds in Chicago are. Let's talk about our faith. <laughs> 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 so, um, but in a lot of ways, I was living my faith.
1: Sure. Okay. How, but how so?
3: Just. Um, I think you know how you how you're treating people. Okay. Number number one, how you how you're treating people, and then you you, you we learning just the you know what you should be doing. You should be married, you know, mm. and but, so you're
1: more of a, like a. Living your faith in pursuit of trying to figure out kind of what's supposed to be going on, what the next step would so be. So you had a, an acknowledgement of a greatest good that you should be striving towards, but you're just trying to figure that out. Correct. Yeah. With still so within the within the context of the church and church teaching.
3: Correct. Yeah. Okay. But then again, many of the people I was hanging out with, even though if they were church going maybe some of their decisions weren't quite church-going decisions. Sure. The, the, val- uh, the, val- the values. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not being judgmental because I definitely made some wrong decisions too. Um, I think that's part of human nature. It's life. Uh, it's life. <laughs> um, so I guess another turning point. So we, that was the Mexico trip. And then when I was 20... Yeah, it was right around that era, too, right around 25. Um, I did a, a bike ride trip through the Canadian um, Rockies. Ooh. Yeah. So it was an organized <laughs> bike trip. That's cool. Yeah, an organized <laughs> bike trip through Canadian Rockies. So flew into Calgary, and it was with the company. They had us all, you know, the bikes all ready for us to, to go riding for five, six days through the Rockies. And they carried our tents and everything. So we had a support vehicle, which was great. But we were driving, you know, twenty to sixty miles a day riding, uh, yeah, oh, up and down a the Rockies, day. That's yeah, a day. yeah, yeah. I mean, beautiful, stunning, still one of my favorite places to go. You know,
0: how do you train for that? Do you train? Do you even train for that, or did you train for it? Yeah, a little like bit, but to,
3: but I yeah. was flatlands out in um, Chicago, <laughs> yeah, Chicago or where I grew up, right, going to Indiana in corn and cornfields and. So quite different, though, when you go to the, 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 Rockies. the Rockies.
0: Yeah, It's so, not as flat.
3: No. Yeah, no, not at all. I remember bike riding and going uphill, and I'm like, I'm literally not moving, but I'm biking. It, no, because you're going <laughs> up a steep hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so wonderful trip, great experience. You know, went by myself, just met people from all over the country on this trip.
0: So that was organized through your church? No, this no, was just really?
3: a organized group through um, – Um, I can't remember, maybe it was called Backroads, the company, I believe it was. So it was people from all over that you you flew into Calgary. So it wasn't uh, uh, organized through Chicago or the church or anything. So this was, I think one of the attorneys I worked with, he did this trip. And so it sounded really interesting. So yeah.
0: what about that trip made it like an impact? So an
3: impact, uh, well, after the trip, a few weeks later, um, came home. I had some numbness going on in my hands. And, um, I guess back up two years when I was 23, I had a, a little, um, eye issue going on and, um, long story short with that, I had optic neuritis and so I had to go down to Chicago and see a neurologist and they didn't diagnose me then, but they said it possibly could be MS when I was 23. So Oh, then it, wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a bag. Um, this would have been ninety. So I was
3: twenty-three. That would have been ninety-three.
1: 93. Great year. Ninety-three. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, but, but MS in ninety in nineteen ninety-three is quite different than I'm quite sure, different than it? it is now Today.
3: in twenty twenty-three.
0: Yeah, and Correct. have all the injections, no. therapy nice. stuff. With yep.
3: it, yeah Yeah. So fast forward then back to the spike trip. I. Um, it was probably two weeks after the trip, I was noticing I was having a little bit of numbness in my hands, nothing severe, and then a few other mild, mild symptoms. Right away, I knew probably what it was. So mm-hmm. I got into a um, Rush University. A, they have a leading neurologist there, specializes in MS. and so then you, you get the final diagnosis, 25. Yes, you have MS.: Wow. So once again, I think this is, yeah, this had been shortly right after I bought, um, bought my condo. And I remember here's 25 year old and just took this bike trip, you know, working at downtown. Now I have MS. Mm. Um, the good thing is the the little symptoms I was having didn't last that long, maybe a month. And, um, then I started, uh, minor injections shortly, maybe a year later. Um, But I remember going back to the priest where I grew up and just, you know, you're sitting in the back church and I was there with my dad and, and my dad went up to him and he said, you know, could you talk to my daughter? And so I remember he took me out for a ride and we just talked about life and, you know, I'm scared. Here's me just moving, moving, buying my place in Chicago and working down there and now i have this hmm. and um didn't know much anything about ms um as you, you hear of certain people that they're in a wheelchair or you know they're um other symptoms they're having and um so of course i was scared um so once you know i got on the medicine. I didn't have any symptoms. So the good thing is when I had the numbness that, that went away, it went away. And, um, yep. And I think I had a couple more little bouts of numbness, but nothing severe at all. And, um, I still remember one of my close friend when I lived in Chicago, she said, you almost embraced life even more Mm. after the Mm -hmm. diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And, so then I continued to travel. I continued to travel. I was always up for, yeah, let's go play beach volleyball. Let's go for a walk. You know, let's go camping this weekend. Let, I was game for everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so fortunately, I didn't let it stop me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, one thing I have to say, I learned to listen to my body and just get to know my body at an early age. So yes, that was a a big impact on my life and faith Mm -hmm. and, but scared because now I was hoping to get married one day. And then (laughs) how do you explain this to a guy that you're gonna, you know, want to go with? And so that was a little tricky. Um, So I think I was a little afraid of, of dating at times just because I didn't want to have to, here's that, you know. What's your life you know what right yeah of course i would have to tell him about yeah. it and um so um i just continued to work a lot at the law firm and still belong to going to mass um but then it got to a point at the law firm i just i was getting burnt out of working sure. i was working till like midnight two in the morning sometimes oh my goodness um, oh, that's, crazy that's yeah crazy yeah <laughs> And um, so I decided to make a change. I um, applied for um, becoming a flight attendant. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh,
1: yeah. Why? Uh, why did you choose that? <laughs> uh,
3: because a lot of the it's so I, bad down here. It must uh, be good up there. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know my my one boss used to that at me when I when I when I got hired. Um, so I interviewed with um, was it United Airlines first because they were based in Chicago. And didn't get hired from there. And then I, I think applied with um, American Airlines, and then I got a letter. But they had to fly me down to Dallas, and stay with my aunt that and uncle that lived near O'Hare. And I still remember I didn't sleep at all that night. So I, I you know, Uncle Al drove me to the airport in the morning, and it was just so funny because. He was, like, 80, 80 years old, and he just, he had a lead foot, Uncle Al. And, and I just, I still remember that morning. But anyways, I didn't sleep all night. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, just pulled my hair up, and I'm, like, Dallas. They they like red lipstick. I remember just putting some, like, red <laughs> lipstick on for, you know, my interview. Isn't that hilarious? Do you remember that?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So Henry here pulled up, and... They interviewed. I want to say like thirty people that day, and they hired three of us. And I was one of the one of the wow, ladies hey, that got hey. uh, hired on that uh, on that uh, on that day. So Do you think it was the
1: red lipstick that pulled you? I have no idea. I don't know <laughs> if
3: I was just like delirious because I was so tired, and um, I, I don't know. But I was just I couldn't believe it. So I got this letter, and I remember I mm-hmm. my return flight. I still remember this gentleman I sat next to. His name was Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Um, <laughs> was and, it Wolfgang yeah, it was, <laughs> No, it was Wolfgang. And, um, it's only Wolfgang, I know. <laughs> so he was a little bit younger than me, and so sitting next to me, we just, you know, said hello. And then I remember I had this letter in my hand, and I looked to him. I said, "Can I tell you something?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah." I'm like. I'm going to be one of them. You know, no, <laughs> it just, He's like, all right. He's like, you know, it, it was just really funny. Um, yeah. It was just, um, it was a, it was a cute, cute moment. Um, we ended up conversing and staying in touch for a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. He, um, his family was, um, so I get back up and tell you a little story. My, all my grandparents were immigrants from Austria. And, that. um, Although I didn't know my grandparents, um, I always had an interest in learning about my family from Austria, just the cultures and um so this gentleman next to me, Wolfgang, and I'm like, Can I ask you, are you from you know, and but it was interesting because his dad I think was um um from Spain and his mom was from Austria. So it was just really neat that um we we talked. Uh, we we're just talking about history and sharing some stories. Um, and I guess I should say, prior to me becoming a flight attendant, I took a sabbatical from when I worked at the law firm and went and lived down in Mexico for six weeks and studied Spanish before I became. Uh, oh. You know, because I thought potentially if I had a language that would help me get a job at the airlines as well. Oh sure. So that was. Oh that's uh, smart. Yeah, another little. Once again, I was kind of game for trying things. So just, yeah, and, you just yeah. went to Mexico, yeah.
0: I was like, I'm gonna lear- yeah. learn, yeah. So, Spanish?
3: I, you know, went through um, uh, a program. Oh, okay, so yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't just,
2: like,
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was like
2: like,
3: yes. gonna go
1: to Mexico, <laughs> and learn. <Spanish>. Flew down <laughs> yeah. to Juarez, they're like, hey, remember me? Can you <laughs> yeah. teach me how to speak for six weeks?
3: <laughs> yeah, no, they placed me officially that. in a home and, oh, okay. and they went to school okay. for six weeks. And
1: yes. <laughs> how's your Spanish now?
3: Uh... Um, it's okay. Can I, I can I can get by. Yeah. I can understand probably more. Um, but it's one of those things. If you don't use it, you, right. you lose a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, but it, for those six weeks, I have to say, when I came back, I was pretty. I mean, I could really get by pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. So have you ever
1: been to Austria? Then
3: I have. The opportunity yep. To go there? yep. Oh, cool. So, um. Yep. Yeah. That'll be the next little. Okay, um, all right. That's good. No, that's coming right. Little teaser. Right. Yeah. teaser. Yeah. Little teaser. Yeah. <laughs> um, so once again, when I went down, I got this job. It was about a six or eight week training in Dallas. I don't remember going to church. I have to say those six or eight weeks, and I don't remember if we had class on Sundays or finding a Catholic church. A little bit
0: hard to do. Uh, hard to states.
3: do, and yeah didn't have a car and it was hot it was july and it was just Oof. yeah dallas area yeah it's just i'll no, get you hot. Yep. Oh, balmy yeah balmy 110 degrees yeah. today yeah, I mean, you're, every day you just yeah. you just sweat i mean yeah. that that mm-hmm. was your yeah it's rough yeah that was uh so after the six eight weeks i graduated and i got my wings <laughs> <laughs> um so chicago i thought i'm gonna head back to chicago Um, O'Hare was not open as a base for our class, so I decided I'm going to Boston. That was one of the options, so headed to Boston. 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 That's right. So this is August of 2001. And, oh okay. yeah All right. Can you guys think of it? Yeah. Oh, getting, okay. What are we thinking? Close to we're September 11th. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very very close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I f- flew, started flying, and when you're, this is actually when TWA. Do you remember TWA? TWA Airlines? Yeah. Uh, yes. Might have heard of them. Yes. Maybe not. The yeah. rings of yeah. bell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Anyways, that's TWA just merged with American Airlines. Mm-hmm. So I want to say there was like twenty five thousand flight attendants. Wow! Yeah, a lot. It's a lot. So being so new, you're kind of vacation replacement. You're mm-hmm. on call. You mm-hmm. don't. You're not holding the line of any sort. And mm-hmm. started flying August fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Three weeks later. Yeah.
1: Nine yeah.
3: eleven. Yeah. And were you in the air on nine eleven? I was in San Antonio. Okay. Yeah, so the morning of my uh one of the crew knocked at my door and they're like, Call your parents. There was a plane crash and I said and turned the T V on and hmm. so I turned it on and I still remember that morning because I thought, Well, it's just a little plane going into the towers. I had no idea that was an American airline flight going there Whoa. and like a huge jet. I just saw this Yeah. This this little plane. Well my wow.
0: dad had this I remember my, we were in Arizona at the time, and it's two hours behind, sure. you know, for New York. And my mom and dad, like, woke up to the radio, and my dad had heard, oh, a plane had hit the Twin Towers. And he was thinking, like, because apparently in the past, like, a small, tiny plane, like, a one-person plane has hit it, but it just right. bounces off. Mm-hmm. And he was like, right. oh, you know... It, that's happened <laughs> Some before. Jack wagons. Yeah, no, that's yeah. honestly yeah. what he yeah. thought. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah. wow, some yeah. idiot. All like, right, yeah. And then he turned off the radio and he got ready and then he turned on the TV and he's like, oh, no. Yeah. Very, not a one-person tiny right. plane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's a lot of people's probably, Yeah, that sounded like it was kind of like yours. Like, Absolutely. Oh, I mean, it was era. early in the morning. Yeah.
3: And um, so, you know, once that happened, phone didn't stop ringing. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wanted to call, yeah. even people I... I haven't talked to in several years recalling just wanted to make sure i was was okay
1: yeah you, were, yeah you were in the air
3: yeah yeah so and i did fly flight 11 10 days before because it was a real senior flight mm-hmm. out of boston going to california um and obviously i could have been on that flight mm-hmm. you know that was 10 days 10 days before so once again another little bit of god moment for me um Mm -hmm. just things just changed really quickly um because we couldn't fly back to boston because it was a crime scene so we had to fly back we think we flew to dallas and then hartford and then took a bus back to boston um and here this is i made this career change after 10 years being a legal secretary and uh you know like wow another little stopping point now what do i do and um so still was flying and within a, a week they came to us and they said we're furloughing a thousand of you employees and since i mm. just graduated i had yeah. no seniority so mm. so uh, my last trip was to san francisco and decided um i didn't know who i was flying with that day but i just told the flight attendants if hey, you guys want to come with me i'm going to the wine country and they all jumped on board so we um drove to the wine country and um that was my last my last flight can I
1: can I ask what was it like flying after
3: 9-11 yeah I I mean I have to say so in San Antonio we flew first segment to Dallas and I still remember this I had my my um um can opener or wine opener. Um I was holding that in my hand. Passengers got on and I literally just stood there and I had that in my hand and I just looked at everybody and everybody's looking at (laughs) at me, Mm -hmm. you know, like (laughs) you know this it was just a really bizarre, bizarre feeling. Um, because you looked at everybody as they were guilty. You know, mm. or, or or, I don't want to say guilty, but like, Pop, you know,
1: like a, a, possible a possible enemy, right? Yeah, sure.
3: And I felt bad for some Middle Easterns when they were at the airport. Mm-hmm. They would literally sat by themselves in the airport, yeah. almost yeah. away from everybody. Yeah. And so, once again, your faith for me was, you know, you're judging them. And mm-hmm. and so that was a, that was a that was another interesting point of my life because um, none of us knew none of us knew we you know what happened exactly and who was all behind this but um, other than what we're hearing on TV right so so yeah so I made it back to Boston. Had my last flight, and then I'm like, now what do I do? Here I made this change, <laughs> and and, uh, and a lot of the flight tenants I was living with they they said, we're done, we're heading back home, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I just made this change, <laughs> I am not clearly ready to go back home, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I um, interviewed at a law firm in Boston and um, got a job there as sort of like a extra spare secretary and so i worked there for a while until they decided to merge with a philadelphia law firm and then once again was out of a job. yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm.
3: and um then um one of my good friends from back home her and her husband and little baby were heading to italy and i said do you guys have room for one more and so i i'm like lost Two jobs in the last nine months, and so I headed Italy with them for, for, um, a couple weeks. Really? After that. Yep. Yeah. Drove back from Boston to Chicago. I still had my condo there. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine was living in there while I was gone. Then I went to Italy, came back, and then it's like, now what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I had the summer off, and then I, I found a job as a executive assistant at a market research firm in Chicago. Um. But once again, through those times, you know, I felt like my faith was always there. Was always a knock on the door. There was always somebody pulling me along. But um, still, still not quite sure. I'll be honest. I, um, you know, a lot of my friends at this point were getting married, and I'm like, all right, when when is it my turn here? You know, I, I <laughs> made some of these changes done some travel and everybody's like, oh, you're so lucky you live in Chicago. You should be able to meet people. And, and um, I think sometimes when you're trying so hard, it doesn't happen. And then sometimes you're in relationships and you're wanting it to happen, but they're not the best relationships. And long story short, thank goodness some of those situations didn't happen. And um, so I just... I kept on growing closer to my faith, even through these challenging times. Um, so then, fast forward a few more years, i in my what mid 30s, 37, 38, and um, I remember just being okay with it. And I remember just play, praying the rosary um, with Father Groschel on irrelevant radio back in, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I was young and, well, younger. And um, I just remember being okay with it. Um, and being okay with
1: like being single? Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. And because, I, you know, some of my friends would be like, oh, you're too good for him, are you? And Or he's not the right fit for you. And, and so I'm so glad that I reached that point in my life.
1: Had you been actively dating and per- trying um, to pursue marriage? or? I,
3: One gentleman I was, but, and thank goodness that didn't happen. And that was, that was right before I was flight attendant. And, um, Oh, really? That was a pretty big gap. Yeah. 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 And then dated a few here and there between there. And, but once again, I, it just, it wasn't working. And, um, so then going back to just listening to the rosary and just being okay with my life. And, Mm. um, and then my second cousin knew well dave my my current husband here and um he uh he was the one that you know said you should you should talk to my friend Derner and so i remember him saying that <laughs> like what does that mean you know so his name's Derner his name like is Dern. his first name yeah, name's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and uh um i think the first time we talked though I was still living in Chicago. Yeah. And um, he, Dave was not a city boy at all, like at all. And I remember him saying, well, if you ever, you know, come out to the, the Western suburbs, cause he lived a couple hours like West of Chicago and his parents and some family lived like in the Western suburbs and you know, you know, if you ever want to meet out there and I thought, I don't, you know, I, I guess we can, and one of my friends like, no, no, you're always going way above and beyond, you know, to, with, with guys, if he wants to meet you, he's coming to Chicago. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So anyways, I, I, uh, just kind of mentioned that and, you know, he was not coming into Chicago and I'm like, that was okay. I mean, we were just talking on the phone a couple of times and, uh, so then long story short, I sold my condo in Chicago and um, moved back with my parents, helped them move, and um, then I bought a place in Niles, which is in the northwest corner of Chicago. I don't know if you're familiar with Niles, uh. by Parkridge, and kind of not far from O'Hare. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah, we yeah. know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we know that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So got involved with the Catholic Church there, and um, but still, I I just. I wasn't my faith is strong and I had God moments along the way, but not nothing really strong, strong still. And until I started just, I, I would say relevant radio was a big part of my, that was in the early 2003, I think I started listening to it and, um, and, uh, So then, when Dave and I actually met in person, (laughs) in person the first time at Mundelein Seminary, uh, the Friday night group, I know, wasn't that crazy? Um, We from there. Yeah, I know. So uh, so that's where we met, actually, first time physically. You met at a seminary. At a seminary. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. But it was like a Friday night group. Friday night group. It was, yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah. So we met there, and then... Did you
0: invite him, or did he invite you, or how did you ask meet My second
3: cousin, once again. He says, "Um, you know, (laughs) Durner's helping me tomorrow, and he says, oh, by the way, we're going to this Friday night group. I'm like, okay, well, I can meet the guy that I kind of talked to him like a year and a half ago and never met in person, but now... Because you didn't want to come in the city? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'm with him, though. Direct, I, know. I am not you a city know, person. Honest, at all. I, you oh my gosh. could not I, pay I, me I enough to this go to Chicago and, for yeah. any reason at all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, my goodness, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we met, and then I was like, oh man, maybe I should have made that trip out to the suburbs, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, we didn't talk that much but that night, but. And then there was a little camping experience. My second cousin was going on. He says, Oh, we could stop at Derner's on the way back. And, and long story short, I didn't meet him. And then a week later, he called. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, it was kind of a great way to actually get to know somebody because he lived two hours away. So we spent tons of time on the phone sure. talking.
2: Yeah, sure.
3: And of course, we're both older at this point in life. He's older than me, Dave. And, um, so it was just a nice way to really get to know somebody. It was just a lot of talk, talking. and mm. um, That's and, a good way to do it. Yeah. It, uh, I'll be honest. It is because you don't have – there's no like the physical temptations or uh, like in your situation when you're sharing this story about you're hungry <laughs> and you're like, you know. You,
0: yeah, you could eat while on the you, phone. Correct. I was not yeah, allowed to eat. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean uh, I was, but yeah. I did eventually. So
3: I have to say meeting somebody – you know, and talking in person and really get to know him was a, a really nice way to get to know mm-hmm. somebody. And um, it was great because Dave was very rooted in his faith. And um, I felt like for the first time in my life, I really kind of could talk to somebody and be really open about my faith. Then other relationships or, you know, all my friends, we just didn't have that closeness that we can talk. So I have to say, I was a little nervous at first because I'm like, wow, this is really nice. This is good. (laughs) And I'm like, but he lives two hours away. I'm like, Mm -hmm. great. You know, and he doesn't like the city. Although I wasn't living, you know, in Lincoln Park anymore. I was in Niles. But I'm like, oh, it's still like really close to the city. I'm like, how is this one going to work? But it did. It did. And um, I think we dated for about a year. Got engaged six months later at a small wedding, you know, a little bit, about a hundred people. And, mm-hmm. um, so, and he didn't, you know, of course, one of the biggest shoe was, you know, about the MS and he didn't really seem to blink about that. And, um, and I was really okay with it. I wasn't afraid of life. I mean, obviously looking back, I did, I mean, you heard some of my travels, but there was other travels that I did. And, I guess I was just really trusting in God's along the way. Mm -hmm. Although I didn't always share my faith with anybody until I met tape. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So so, were you still having some bouts here and there with the MS?
3: I've been asymptomatic for a majority of my. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now I'm,
1: Praise well, God, that's yeah, good.
3: Abs- absolutely. I'm <laughs> gonna be 54 here in a few months. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's
1: almost unheard of, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Um, Thirty years. Yeah, I mean it's not totally unheard of, but usually people have some some symptoms, mm-hmm. and I've been very 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 fortunate. Mm. Um, and um, I think listening to my body. And I do like to goof around and joke around. I know laughter helped a lot as (laughs) well. I mean, and it's funny, you know, I look back and I think even my mom, my mom liked to joke around. My friends would be like, your mom was hilarious. And it's funny being one of my brothers, we, me and him are constantly, you know, we just get each other and joking around. I don't know if it was mind over matter. I just continue to live my life. I didn't, I didn't think about that as a stopping point after that first year. Um, And I mean, when I lived in Chicago and worked there, I used to stop in St. Peter's church, me and my oldest daughter, when we were down there this weekend, I said, come on, Juliana, let's stop in there and saw, um, or I used to sit and pray. So I, I know I had those moments throughout my life, but I really kept it private My parents kept their faith private, and I didn't know my grandparents, and so I always felt, in a lot of ways, it was there, but it wasn't spoken about. Okay. Yeah. I
0: don't think there's anything, you know, I think there's a lot of people that keep their faith private, I don't think there's anything necessarily, you know, inherently wrong with that, but I think that that's when you know, like, you've found somebody who you're supposed to be with, when you can openly share and feel yep. and not just openly share but feel comfortable and desire to openly share because it sounds like you didn't really experience that with anybody else it was kind of like no it was never an important it was never a topic it was never something that was mentioned so i think that that's i know for myself like at times my life had have been like more private about like my faith but like when you meet somebody that is going to be your spouse correct you know, like that's how you kind of not, not how you know but like a sign that, like, this might be the person for you. Right. When you're able to share those things and, and be deep and honest and about those things.
3: Correct. Correct. Yeah. And um, looking back at my life, I think one of the biggest things that kept me, not even just the MS, I think I was just very insecure about my life in some ways. Not, you know, looking back, you know, not going to college because majority of my friends all went to college. And then I remember living in Chicago. You know, you meet guys. They're like, well, where do you work? Where did you go to school? Like that was like the talking points. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think I always kind of put myself down. And, and mm-hmm. so then if you don't have the security in yourself, and then even in your faith, I knew it was there, but I didn't really want to share that or talk about it. And, um, once again, my parents grew up and they're born in 29, both my parents, and they didn't share their faith. I mean, they shared the faith of us going to church once a week. They would talk about doing a novena every so often, or there was a rosary I would see. So I I felt like in a lot of ways, I never learned that, even though it was there deep inside, but I kind of wasn't secure about it. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I think sometimes it's a generational thing, too. And I, I feel like I hear that a lot from people's, like, grandparents who were born in their 20s. It just was kind of a... Yeah. Kind of private... More private thing. Fate, I guess I feel that way. faith I feel like it just was, you know, it wasn't as, like, uh, as talked as much. Maybe, like, within the family it was, but, like, not outside of family. Like, uh, it wasn't, like, a talk Yeah, because there, like, there, there used to be it,
1: this wonderful, wonder, wonderful time where... Uh, politic you didn't talk about politics or religion right. <laughs> uh, in mixed company yeah. for whatever reason yeah,
3: absolutely uh, now yeah. of course that's, now that's that's
1: out that's out the window yeah but, I also think
0: another thing too and it, it, it's not I'm not like saying that this is the right thing or whatever but I also think a lot of and especially smaller communities I could see it where okay you go to your church you know your church community but it's not like you like and you hung out but it's not like you were talking necessarily about about your your faith, maybe. Like you kinda knew what people were going through, you all in the same kind of community. I don't know, I could see it that potentially being it being the thing. I don't know. I'm just trying to spitball. Where it's like uh you're all going through the same thing, we're all in the same community, we all go to the same church. We should talk about it, but maybe we just don't. Be, yeah. Did you see or, that I'm trying to say?
1: Yeah, be, well. I mean I especially not if I agree it's with it, No no no, especially if it's more generational because more people were actively Christian. Oh, I agree. Actively Catholic right. back then and so like if everybody already is that's how my point. That's just yeah, it's just yeah. a part it's it's just do. a yeah, right. it's just a part of your and, day,
3: and Right. And I think for my parents, right. you know, they grew up in the neighborhood where, you know, you're you're Irish you go to that church. You're Italian you're going to that yep. church. Mm-hmm. And so that's where how they grew up, my parents. Um and then, so my grandparents, I think they were born in the late 1880s, and so when they came over after World War I, they didn't really speak German or Slovenian or Hungarian in the house. I mean, they spoke it in the house, but they didn't speak it to their kids. They didn't have their kids learn it. I don't even know how my what my grandparents, if they were, I, I, I think they were Catholic, obviously, but... I never knew, like, my grandparents' faith life. And so I knew my parents went to church growing up, but they just didn't talk about things. It Mm. was just, you know, they were trying to make a life here in America. And so then, hence, when my parents, they got married, they, you know, I think my parents are 40, when they had me, they, it, it was what they knew. And I remember my dad, before he died, one of the best, Lines I still remember he said I did the best I could with what I knew and Mm -hmm. it just resonates more and more with me now as you know getting older and children you you know and the priest that married us I remember him saying I remember talking to him one time and I said gosh why didn't I know some of these things some of these things in life and he says because it was where you were at Hence, it was where I was at in my faith. It, it right. was there, but I just never really wanted to show it that it was there. I guess.
0: So you mentioned kids. Yes, how
3: many kids you have?
1: Well, I right. was like, oh, how, how, okay, the, how the heck do we get? We gotta get. How the heck do you get to, up to Mantua? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, we're still like yeah. tied yeah. to the city here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of forgot. Who was that, that, oh, that's okay. That's that's I, that's okay. Um, how
3: do you get
0: out of the? Or did you have kids in Chicago that moved up here?
3: I had one. Our oldest one, um, Juliana. She is fourteen; just turned fourteen. Um, she was born in Chicago at Rush Hospital. The ghetto hospital is my friend that took me to the hospital in the middle of the night. Um, hey, is it really? It's, Rush? No, it's not. A, it will rush. I oh. mean, it's it's not in the best neighborhood in Chicago. It's um, a well-known hospital, It's a though. very well-known hospital. Okay. I was but say. just happens if to be a level yeah, of trauma unit. It's either. right <laughs> next to... Um, it's just... Trust me, it's not, not in the best neighborhood. It's like a uh, big hospital, though. Like, it, it's, it it's, yeah, it's a research hospital. Yeah. It's a great hospital. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, they had to bring me to the hospital. You work and,
0: there. You just don't live by it. Okay.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, yeah, so... um then, like, Dave was uh he works at new nu- uh with nuclear plants so he was a couple hours away when i went decided to go into labor that night and so my neighbors had to take me uh, oh. <laughs> to the hospital Jeez. so sorry we, we just saw her this weekend she's always like yes i had to take you to the ghetto hospital i mean it wasn't i mean just you you see a few things in the middle of the night when you're in chicago that you know yeah you know uh that's the life yeah so so juliana was born there um and I still continue to work um, after we had her because Dave was doing some contract working at nuclear plants and um, hoping to find an in-house job. Um, then he was uh, fortunate enough to get on, on with um, Point Beach nuclear plant here. So moved here. Um, I moved here in April of 11 and he was here a few months before that getting settled in. And uh, when we moved here, I was pregnant with our second child, Carl. And so Carl was born here. And then two years later came Christina.
2: Hmm.
3: So, so uh, getting married at almost, I was almost what, thirty nine, I think, when we got married, and almost forty with my first child, and almost wow. forty three and a half, I think, with my last. So, wow. yeah. Who would have thought Yeah, if somebody was to say, you're going to get married at, uh, you know, almost 39 and you're going to have three kids. You know, I would never three and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny, too, is so my mom and dad, you know, I mentioned they were born in 1929 and they got married when they were 34, both of them. Whoa, Which that's was really like old. Way over. Late for Because yeah. most mean, people like, got married, you know, right first, on, in right in on nine, yeah. eighteen nineteen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and I just remember like thinking I had dinosaur parents. And they were just <laughs> Well, they were just like they were just like sort of like very traditional, very um it, it just it's funny. And I always remember used to saying to my mom, I'm like, I'm so getting married before <laughs> you and then I'm like And so as my life was was going on, I'm like, oh no, I passed (laughs) the age, you know, that she got married. And so that's why I just chuckle about that um, because she had me, my parents were both 40, I think, when they had me. And um, here I'm having my, you know, first at 40. And Mm. then not knowing, (laughs) you know, we got married, you know, end of January and Juliana came uh, that uh, November that same year. And I remember the priest that married us back in Chicago, he says, wow, you became a Mrs. And a mom all in the same calendar year, you know, so mm, yeah. I just certain things you used to remember. Um, and you know, we, we knew when we got married, we didn't know if that would happen in our life. And, um, you know, it did. And then it did. and It did. It, it did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, um, I always remember after I had Christina, I I would just get calls like, you're done. You're done, aren't you? And I don't know, you know, it's, I mean, obviously I'm 54 now, but, uh, um, I had no idea my life would happen that way. I mean, honestly. And so I have to say it took me a little bit longer in life to, I think, be secure in myself. In my faith. And so, looking back now, I'm, I'm thankful I got married when I did. And um, I've been home with the, the three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked a little bit with Juliana when I was in Chicago, but then after we had Carl, I've been home. So, I've been home for the last 12 years with the kids. So,
0: one thing that I caught earlier you'd said yeah. that, like, when you hit a certain age, and I can't remember what age you had said, but you're okay. like, um, at this point, I just kind of, I was like, you yeah, know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like, you're kind of just 37. okay with, that was, 37. was 37? Yeah, 37, yeah. yeah. And just, you're like, uh, I'm just like, kind of okay with it. Yeah. Like if I don't get married, I'll get married. Right. Or, then,
3: you know, I, maybe I'll marry somebody later yeah. in life or I had no idea. And, you know, when they always say just, you need to let go of that yeah. and, and trust in God. And maybe hence that was one of the missing pieces.
0: Yeah. It's sort of and, like you and, just got
3: to let go. Yeah. I just and just things um, be and Yeah. And I didn't know how that was gonna work when we met but it worked. And I'm here today. Yeah, I
0: just think about so. how cool it is when, you know, at thirty seven you're like, Oh, okay, whatever, I might not get married. Or if I do it'll be later and I might not right. be able to have kids. Right. And then a year later. Right. And it's like Yeah. Man in your life that it was kind of in your life earlier, too, a little bit. A little bit, chatting yeah, and, but, couple, yeah. A couple <laughs> you know, conversations. Like, but nah, he's all right. Was,
3: yeah. So, Seems okay, but right, he's far away. So. But hence, maybe I still needed, you know, I look at that time and I think maybe I needed to go through a little mm-hmm. bit more when, when I actually then met him in person as opposed to, hence that year and a half before when we talked the first time. Um,
0: Everything happens for a reason.
3: It does. It does. So, yeah. Any other questions? Huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah so, So, so your Ooh, mom now. So, yeah. What? No, all okay. 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 I, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, you lived in Chicago. Yep. For thirty-seven years, ish. You know?
3: Uh, so long time. Yeah, I I, mean, uh, I moved. to or take, in you've in been suburbs. in big cities. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I right. was in Chicago. Area Chicago, land, I mean, yeah, for yeah. quite some time. Ch- yeah. Chicago, yeah.
1: Boston, Cubs fan, yeah. remember? Cubs fan, so, yeah, yeah, sorry about okay. that. Bears fan, no, sorry about good. that. No, it's what good, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what has it been like living in Manitowoc after living in and around big cities oh my most of your life?
3: Well, in some ways, when we came to Manitowoc, so we had Juliana, mm-hmm. was pregnant with Carl. Um. I didn't really focus on Manitowoc per se because I was busy, busy with kids and going to the parks and, um, my husband starting a new job and I have to say it was just so easy living here. There was no other way I could, I could think (laughs) about just (laughs) so easy. Easy. I'm like No traffic. What is it? Yeah, this? no traffic. Um I mean obviously you don't have certain restaurants or stores. Yeah. You know, it's you have the point. lake. Just That's like pretty I good for your pocketbook though. Right. You can't
1: right. go I can't go to Versace <laughs> this week.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can't go to the what is it, the magnificent mile. Event. Uh magmile, yeah. Yeah.
3: Mag mile and yeah. Um but but I think because of the age I was and you know, like I said, lived in different places, traveled a ton. Now, didn't know we would, you know, have kids. Now I'm pregnant with number two, so we we were here. My life wasn't focused on like what this place doesn't have, and mm-hmm. um, because we were just here by ourselves, we didn't have family. My mm-hmm. Three siblings, one I mean, one's in Illinois, one's in Georgia, and one's in Arizona. And Dave's sisters has Dave was the youngest of um, he had three older sisters. Um, they were they're all spread around the country as well too. So he so had three old,
0: older sisters, and you have three older brothers. Yeah, <laughs> know, how bizarre. <laughs> that's bizarre. That's another topic. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
3: I know. I know. Yeah. Maybe he, he did have a younger brother that okay. was uh, severely disabled, and he's deceased. But um, mm. yeah, but generally, most of his life, yes, he grew up with three three older sisters, and I. Three older brothers, yeah. Um,
0: so you kind of understand dudes, and he under, kind of understands women. Kind of understood, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, his sisters, they wouldn't tell me certain things until I said I do. Um what, is that? what does that mean? What does <laughs> no, that mean? What does
1: that mean? Like we got to get them married. we got yeah, to get them married. we got to get married off,
3: and then we'll tell them about it. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. The way he eats no, green
1: bean no. casserole.
3: Yeah. No. Have you ever
1: heard how we you No. Know?
3: <laughs> yes. No. I know. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, looking back. um, So, yeah. So, when I moved to Manitowoc, it was, my life was busy. I had two two little kids, and then then got pregnant again. Um so so my life was Manitowoc, and um, looking back now, I wouldn't go back to Chicago. It's funny. Yeah. me, and my daughter would just uh, she wanted, just wanted to go see a Broadway play, so we went to back to Chicago this weekend.: How fun. Yeah, it was fun. What yeah,
0: what'd you, what you see? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that a mu- is that a musical? It's, yeah, it's, it's a musical. A musical. Was yeah. it a musical first? Uh, no. I don't know. No, I think it was... Was I it a musical it based been, off of the uh, film? Yeah, based yeah. off the film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty new. Yeah. It's pretty and, new.
3: Anyways, um, I'd never seen Beetlejuice, so I watched Beetlejuice. I'm like, this is kind of a strange story. <laughs> 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 you know, you want to go see Beetlejuice, you know? um. Anyway, so we went, I still had friends back in Chicago area, so we spent the night there. And um, I tell you, we, we just took the metro down and, um, and we drove to, you know, um, where I used to live, like Niles area. Took the metro down and just got off the, the Ogilvie station and just like, uh, wow, I did this for 20 years working down here. <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> no. no i mean yeah. i think i was always a country girl by heart in some ways i mean i um but uh i uh you know once again it was what you did uh, you know work at the law firm work at the market research firm. it was that was my life and but now that i'm out of it i'm like there's no going back <laughs> no, no 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 i mean chicago's still i mean it's still a good city don't right. get me wrong but it's a city There's
0: a time and a place, though. Yeah, I mean, you just,
3: you get out, and there's just concrete everywhere. (laughs) Concrete (laughs) jungle. And, um, yeah, and just, you know, know, tons of people, and um, it was a great experience. My daughter had a blast, and um, but I was happy to just head north. And um, Manitowoc's super easy, super easy place. My friends that come from Chicago or Indiana too, and they're like, "It's just easy here, isn't it?" And I'm like, "It is. Don't tell anybody." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Keep them <laughs> it's a, secret. It's a secret. Yeah, that's always so. a great town. Yeah, it's gotten better. Yeah, even, no. it's just it's easy. There. I mean, having the lake here, um, just being able to see the horizons. Um, I think that's where I always feel like. You know, I wish I knew my grandparents that came from Austria because I they lived in the, one near the Italian-Slovenian border, the other one near the Hungarian border. And I think there's always been that little country girl in me. And um, Manitowoc has definitely brought some of that. I mean, the big city, wonderful and great, but uh, I um, I like less noise. Um, less people, um, you know, I feel very blessed, you know, I met Dave and have, have the three kids and, uh, it, I'm, I'm good. I'm good being here.
1: You can go back to your oh. question now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so three
0: kids, um, was it so you became a mom at what age? Thirty eight, thirty eight, thirty nine,
3: almost forty when I 40, had. Almost 49, 40. yeah, I was Shy of a few four months.
0: So, yeah. what was was that? A, what was that experience like for you? Because I mean, it's not typical that women have their first kid at, at thirty nine, right? Was it you know? Did you were you in like mom groups with a lot of like younger people? Like or did you kind of do that maybe not?
3: Actually, before I moved here, do um, you know Joan Mannarino?ski Joan and Scott. Yes, I yes, you know them. yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, um, there was Nomads um, group that I saw in the church bulletin. Yeah. So before I moved here, I called Joan before <laughs> and, you um, even moved here. Before I moved, here. okay. Yeah. So, and I still remember, you know, trying to explain. Hi, this is Laura. I live in Chicago or Niles, you know, and and I'm moving to Manitowoc. And you know, just you know, I have a child and expecting, and so, so, so uh, she was super welcoming, Joan. And, so that becoming uh, kind of a support, group kind of for a you. yeah. So nomads early on, I was um in a in a in that group, and um then um just you know m- met a few people at church, um. But yeah, it was different because, yeah, I was an older mom. And so, and of course we went to the Y library a ton. We went to the library, had some good um, groups, actually went to Two Rivers Library a lot and met some moms there. And so I, so I did meet some, some other moms. So that's my early life here in uh, Manitowoc with, with kids.
0: And your kids right now are... I'm trying to do the math here. How old are they now?
3: They're 8th uh, grade, 7th grade, 4th grade. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. yeah.
0: We ask pretty much
1: every parent, I think. I feel like it's... Because it's, it's one of the most interesting things of all to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, because yeah. as, as John talked about last week, that his biggest fear is to, to be the captain of the boat and your kids get off the boat. Mm. So... We always like to ask how the faith formation has been in the household. How do you live out the Catholic faith uh, in your household and teach your children in your household the -hmm. faith? What does that look like for you guys?
3: Um, I think just with both Dave and I being older, we're always giving them the... The life lessons, and um, I mean, we we pray before meals, and um, because I don't, I think Dave's family did more. We would only do it on special holidays. At my growing up, we didn't pray, so I think praying before the meals. Um, quite often we're doing um the family rosary on relevant radio at night. Mm-hmm. Um, when the when the kids are home, Dave's pretty religious doing it every night um but obviously with with the kids they have activities um we do different activities with within saint francis volunteering um two of my kids really enjoy serving at mass um
1: they're very good at at serving
3: (laughs) yeah thank you thank you
0: which mass do they go to what, what I've seen. Generally, nine
3: thirty has yeah. always been our staple. Sometimes we've gone to six thirty on yep. Sunday evening. That's when I get well. to see. Yeah. Oh. When that. Nice. Yeah, Carl's yeah. always
1: super excited. To yeah,
3: he, he does. Carl. Carl's, <laughs> figure out, yeah. like
1: oh, okay, can we do can we do incense? I'm like, don't ask me, man. I'll yeah,
3: know. I know. <laughs> Carl incense just the boy. I know. My answer I know.
1: would be yeah. absolutely always, always. Yeah. But yeah. But, you
3: know. Yeah. I'd have a not lot not of
1: answers call, to but. other of your questions as well, but talk to Father. Not my call. Not my call.
3: Yeah. Um. And Carl's gone a uh, couple of father and son weekends um, with faith formation as well. Juliana's done um, camp tech. Um, a lot of times we just, we just, we do a lot of talking at home. And something very different how I grew up. And I think if that's one thing I could, I don't want to dictate my kid's life at all, but to be secure in who they are and in their faith, I think, I don't want to say it might get them them in places sooner than it maybe took me, although I'm not going to write that journey for them because we all have our own journey on the faith life.
0: Right. So. right, but what you can do you know is a you, you can't write their story for them right, you know that's with them, and
1: you can surely show them the structure of the story right,
0: but I think Correct. that's what I'm trying to say is, is like you know as a parent you're you, you can't you can do you can't write it for them, no. but you can
1: but you, you, like you're do you, you, like you're doing there's a there's a very fine line between can, teaching them the yeah, faith like, and letting them explore what faith works for them right, right. Right. Correct, yeah. That was my 20-year-old um, California hippie voice. That was a good one. That's your yeah. best. That's your my impression, but it was up there. I have better impressions. <laughs> <laughs> I just never get to you. Anyway.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess you, you just, you know the mistakes that you made or the times you didn't speak up on, on certain topics that you, you hope they have that voice.
0: Yeah, because yeah. you had touched before, like, like you felt at times, like, insecure, like, in your yep. faith, where it's just, like, you felt yep. that need to, like, speak up, but, like, you just didn't have, like, the confidence. Right.
3: I mean, you know, you go back and your friends who you hung out with, you know, close friends. She was Italian growing up. I mean, her family was from Italy, and I remember ziana she would she would always see her me at church she goes laura laura good girl she goes to church and i would hear that you know since i was a little girl and (laughs) and i'm like what does that mean what does that mean you know like Mm -hmm. because i go to church i'm a good girl and i so i mean i heard little things through my life but it was never discussed and i never kind of questioned it and Mm -hmm. so i want my kids to be able to question it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you can have the discussion. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. then um, you're,
1: always, you're 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 building a culture of learning constantly about your faith. Correct. That we all don't have the answers, even as adults. No. You know, but yeah. we're going to find the answer. And then we're going to live accordingly to what, you know, the church teaches on whatever, you know, if it's a life changing thing, then absolutely. But having the living having the knowledge because living living the faith is about having the knowledge and not being ignorant of our faith. Correct. And when it says to teach the ignorant, <laughs> sometimes that includes us too.
3: Right. Right. I mean I mean I have to say with I mean they're going to the Catholic school here in town, but you know, even just learning things that they they're teaching me. Which mm-hmm. is awesome. Which is awesome. So Um, I'm so thankful i and thankful that we were, you know, blessed with these children, but it's, it's it's not just about them. It's, it's about Dave and I building that relationship together for God and, Mm -hmm. and maybe it took us getting married when we did, and then through the children even closer that Head deep in my life and you know i know i still have a long long way to go but i'm so grateful for the path we're on mm.
1: isn't that and isn't that the purpose right of living out of vocation yeah, yeah. too that's why we get married that's why we have children or we're open to children at least because it it grows it allows us to grow closer to god by imitating the the communion of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yep, in our families. Yep. So it, it's not like it. it it's not I like, oh, it, we, you know, it. Uh, maybe it took us to get married to. It's like that was a part of the journey, it, right? It, yeah. It, it it took doing it because it's a part of the journey, and how how beautiful is that?
3: And that was uh yeah when you say we're a journey. I think that was something I had on our wedding rings. Our in you know, our journey begins and. Because we didn't know which way our life was gonna happen after we said I do, and um, so I I, 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 guess I pray for that for my, for my kids too is let your journey happen and not, not trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I felt yeah. like I did spend some time and trying to make it happen. I mean, I was obviously having fun and doing things, but. Um, you know, there was a lot of heartache inside of me and um but it was well worth well worth it where I'm at today. And I'm I'm grateful.
0: Well what a journey well path. Or well what, what, what a, a journey path well path. Yeah, what a journey well <laughs> path, man. What a path yes. well journeyed though. You know, yeah. um it, it's, good story it's it was. A, yeah. <laughs> Yoda, just Yoda <laughs> over here. I wish I was as wise. I'm not, but <laughs> I was gonna say Yoda's dead. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, nine hundred years old. So at some point, you yeah, got yeah, you gotta give up. At yeah, some at some point, yeah. <laughs> Are you a Star Wars fan?
3: Pardon me? Star Wars um, Star Wars. Yeah. Um,
0: seen it. Seen it.
3: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Not. Sure yeah, yeah, not <laughs> I'll, I'll. be honest. I. Yeah. i Uh. Yeah.
1: That's okay. John can yeah. be the only person. In yeah. 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 I, I mean, I. I don't care. You know, And then I saw it when it
3: first came out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but uh, it was a thing. Yeah, that's that's right. You you two definitely have your your things. You'd yeah. Like to, yeah, which is cool. You know. <laughs> um, you know.
1: That's a really nice way to put it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> if like Star Wars has
0: become like things. my thing, I've, Sorry. I've, yeah, we had this conversation. You're not a big like you. It's it just it like, exists. It exists. Now. I
1: I uh, admire that it exists. But that that's not my that's type of it. fantasy. Yeah. You break a lot of fun stuff when you go into space. Mm. There's too much that gonna happen. That's fair. You go space like, is fan, kind of scary. Fan, It's scary, but if you think of like something like Lord of the Rings, mm. it's a very confined space with a very confined rules. Cough, cough, except for Gandalf, cough, cough.
0: Right.
1: But in space, it's just like, well, we can make up any rule we want because it's a planet and a different galaxy <laughs> and fair. prove us wrong. That's fair. fair. Lord of the Rings?
3: Lord of the Rings? Yep. Yeah. That's right. Seen it. That's
0: right. No, yes. I've seen it. Yeah. Love no it. It's yeah, It's a great thing. Yeah. yeah. It is a great thing.
3: But once again, the, the beauty of Lord of the Rings is just beautiful. Yes. Oh, J.R.R. Tolkien is yeah. a genius. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. scenery. Yeah. Very... yeah. I mean, I, I definitely am a visual scenery no. person. Yeah. Um, Those
1: movies. He's... No, C.S. Lewis the was the closet Catholic, right? Because J.R.R. Tolkien was Catholic. J.R.R. Tolkien was... Catholic, very yeah, yep, and C.S. Lewis, quote unquote, was not. He was not Catholic, right. but he definitely, but he was. definitely like, was. He <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> He's he definitely yeah. was. Though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they were friends. Yeah, yeah. Were yeah. isn't that super yeah. cool? Yeah, I think that that's a super a cool story.
3: Yeah, no, I mean it's. Well, and talking about movies, though, I just grew up with, you know, once again, my parents were. Born in twenty nine, so we just watched a ton of old old movie, which I still love. My old classic movies. Go yeah. ahead, I love the old.
1: Classics. Go ahead. Yeah. Which ones? What?
3: Yeah. Oh, um, so my dad named me after the movie Laura. It was a mystery love story. Um, Dana Andrews. Um, the best years of our lives. It's an old. I've heard World of After World War Two, really yeah, they I've came back. I mean, you got, then you got to obviously love the Ten Commandments. Sound oh, yeah, uh, Charlton right? Heston, um, yeah,
1: that's uh, uh Sam Johnson, who we've had on the podcast, like his favorite movie. Of all oh, time. is it
3: Ten? Yeah, they
1: wanted to do, he wanted to do a movie. We were going to do a movie night for the Edgers,
3: okay,
1: uh, for the life, team, I don't know, for maybe for Faith Formation. And he's like, Oh, we can we can watch the Ten Commandments. I'm like, The one with Charlton Heston, he's like, Yeah. Like, nobody's watching that. Yeah. It's a, it's, what, it's it's, five, six hours? It's, it's, a, long it's a long movie. Long it is, it is, it's a long five It's really, really long. long.
0: It is, yeah. I Titanic was yeah. long. But you, yeah. you know
1: what else? Uh-huh. You know what's a great movie that is like The Ten Commandments, but sure. shorter yeah. <laughs> and better. <laughs> Chosen. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, yes. It's not a movie, but... Uh, but uh, yeah. No, uh, Prince of Prince of, Id- Prince of Egypt. Egypt. Yep. Yep. Dreamworks.
0: Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure... Okay, I feel like my wife's going to listen to this and she'll, be, she'll correct me. I don't think she's ever seen that. Prince of Egypt? I don't think she's... I, I talked to her about it. She's like, yeah, I feel like I remember it. You should how do rectify you, that. How do you like... You have to remember it. You should rectify it. It's great. It's a great I, film. It's a great movie. Have you seen The Prince of Prince Egypt? Prince of Egypt, yeah. That soundtrack. It's good. The mu- The music. It's accurate. It's. It is accurate. It's a good movie.
1: Okay. Solid it's movie. movie.
0: That's like my childhood. I feel like that's like CCD class right there.
3: Oh, you went to CCD class too? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: I don't know. We didn't.
0: Uh... Well, I was, yeah. a, I was in public. I don't. I can't remember if CCD is required for kids that went to Catholic school or not. I can't remember. I feel like they had it during the school year, but I was I was public school. You were public. Yeah. So, so was I. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to do CCD. Correct. Yeah.
3: That's what I did.
0: Get yeah. all summer classes or during the school year, depending on the year, which whatever I did. So, good yeah. times.
1: I took the short adult route. So, <laughs> I did no. 10 adult sessions in three months. <laughs> the harder way, though. Harder route. No, it was pretty easy. <laughs> 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 harder. It put me on the fast track. That's yeah, fair. I started yeah. in January and from confirmed in April. Most people got to start in like September and get confirmed in April. Yeah. Mine was shorter. <laughs> we had to watch. Uh, oh, it's uh, uh, I forget what the word the uh, series is now. They they use it now here for RCA. Betty tails. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, Betty tails. <laughs> oh yeah. No, uh, Doctor Edward Shree uh, oh. is um, the the symbolon series. I forget what mm-hmm. it's called, but Edward Shree. Yeah, phenomenal author. Phenomenal. Oh yeah. Uh, phenomenal oh. series of of preparing for for the faith.
0: Uh, I was gonna ask you a question. Did uh about like the nomads. So like yep. is that something you became involved with when you like is there any ministries that you have been really passionate about at St. At Francis that you wanna shamelessly plug or or not even shamelessly plug, just plug. Which is <laughs> Why would you have shame plug?
3: shamelessly <laughs> that. Um okay. I well once this kids started at school, I um Gosh, it's probably been eight years. I've been. It took over the, the closet, the uniform closet at the at the elementary school. Okay. So um, so if if parents need clothes for their kids, so the the clothes that are passed down from kids at the end of the school year, they donate their clothes. So then that. we would funny. have an open closet. Um. So throughout the year, I get uh, uniforms that are turned in. So I make sure they're cleaned and make sure. Um. um if other families need them. So that's, that's one ministry I've been involved in, um, helping, helping that.
0: That is a cool ministry. Years. I didn't
1: realize that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be, the cousin used to be in the mass house, right?
3: It's upstairs. Yeah, upstairs. It's still upstairs. Yeah. 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 So, um,
1: there's a lot of stuff in there.
3: Yeah, there, there is. Um, but it's, I have to say, it's just been cool to just see, um, all the families that utilize it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm grateful they have that. And then I helped volunteer at school for various various uh, checking off names at lunchroom or at the middle school or a little bit the elementary. I did. Um, so that's uh, kind of where I'm at right now with uh, with uh, the ministries.
1: A little bit to stay busy.
3: Yeah, a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah.
0: You so you went to public school, correct? So I got to ask, what your well, I'm sure. Your, what your, fee- I, I guess I could guess what your feelings are on school uniforms. Yep. But I want to know how your feeling on school uniforms have changed over years. Like with, going to public school where you're like growing up in the I forget what doing, 70s. 70s. Yeah. So. Are you going to say growing yeah. up in the hood? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I was born in the hood. Born, <laughs> a, <laughs> born in the hood. Born in the south side. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh. Um, but uh, growing up, like public schools probably didn't have to wear public or school uniforms. I'm assuming not. Correct. Growing up, did you, were you anti-school uniforms? I can tell you I was.
3: Were you? Yeah. yeah I have to say. I'm very
0: pro now. But. Oh. I was going to say, how does yeah. it feel being wrong, John? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, no. I uh, will humble myself and say I was very wrong back in the day. But did you have an opening or not really?
3: I, I mean, I didn't we didn't have a lot like our clothes. So I had probably five or six shirts in my closet and I saw with the, the Catholic school, they, they wore a uniform. I don't know. I I guess I was kind of indifferent about it. I I didn't have a strong feel feeling for fashion, I guess. Um, you know, once again, I grew up a town boy. (laughs) So, um, and I mean, in high school, of course you, you, you know, I'm not sure if the high school's here or if they were Catholic, if they were uniforms. I think they had probably a dress code, probably, but yeah. I was never, I don't want to say this wrong, a radical dresser, I guess, or, so it didn't, it, it, I could, I was kind of indifferent, I'll be honest. If I had to wear a uniform, if I went to a Catholic school growing up, I think it would have been okay. Right. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, to say for, I, for myself, like, rap public school, I was like. Yeah, no, like people should be able to wear what they want to wear, man. And nowadays I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we see every, what people wear. Every
1: school ever should
0: have. Yeah, no now yeah, even public schools. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think m P S some MPS schools yes. have some MPS schools do. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Yep.
1: Absolutely. And they do better
2: than the other places. I Yeah. Yeah. And it's
1: true. Uh I don't I don't think it's a direct I, I think it's indirect, but I've always I, I always said if they've, before I had left teaching, if they gave me just like a day to make changes, uniforms was the first thing. second one was to split them by gender and only have all-boy classes and all-girl classes. Because it doesn't matter to girls. Girls will do well in school no matter what. Especially at that age. Boys will do better with boys.
0: It is interesting, though. Yeah, like Marquette University. Almost every dude I knew that graduated from Marquette High just excelled yeah and i don't know and that could be a lot of different there's factors. a lot of different reasons a lot of different reasons sure yeah. but every time i ask them like so what was it like? like you know like are you did you like having all guys in the class like what was like? pretty much all of them like yeah it's fine whatever like they they weren't against it like by the time they were done they were like yeah just what do you got used to and then like it's not like they didn't, never saw girls ever in their entire lives but like
1: it i don't know there's, there's a, a there's, there's a camaraderie to built to it with boys, yeah. That you use it can't. It's not matched by groups of girls because right. a they don't need it because girls will do well in school no matter what. But boys, okay. I'll say it this way: uh, girls don't need it to be in classes which is for the girls. Boys do need it. <laughs> yeah. To 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 do much better and
3: the discipline, huh? It's it's the discipline, discipline,
1: it's it's camaraderie that's built. Right. I mean, you can throw a group of boys from a, you know ten different backgrounds, put them on a team at a summer camp, and they'll grow closer than you could ever, you you'd ever believe. You could do the same thing with ten different girls, and you could have a very different outcome. Uh, I can speak to some experience with this. When I was in college and I became president of my fraternity, every first year president had to go to um, President's Academy. So my fraternity is a national organization. So it was a requirement. So I was like, great, whatever. I'll go down to uh, St. Louis, Ooh, uh, Missouri. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, go out to a... a A camp area that they had had and they just put us in cabins six of us, six dudes to a cabin. Everybody that's there is a president of a a university and I went to Stevens Point grade school uh, but like 11,000 kids Stevens Point. Uh, I was in cabins with guys from San Diego uh, someplace in Southern California. I remember uh I forget where they're all from, but guys from big colleges in the West Coast, guys from a couple of big colleges on the east coast, and then another small college in uh um slightly out west. So like we come from very we came from very, 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 yeah. very yeah. different backgrounds. But like I kept in touch with those guys for a decade. Wow. That's it, impressive actually. It's just and of course we all grew up in right. <laughs> you know, we all have our lives now, but it... It was just it was just a hey, all right, that's where you're sleeping. There's these six guys who are gonna be your best friends there. They were for you know, for, for that time that's and cool. you just and it was the same thing for all the other cabins for all the other guys. It's just you'd put dudes under a roof and give them a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A purpose <laughs> or sure. a singular direction and they'll they'll build to it together. Something to the fraternity ship, you know, that, that, yeah. I still don't advocate for fraternities.
0: <laughs> no, but there's something about, I, I shouldn't say like, uh. I think it yeah. could be done well, but it's done incorrectly. Yeah. A lot of yeah. places. Well, I think the original thought or goal, I guess you could say, of a fraternity, I think is, is a good thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that that. Communities are better, you know. Over yeah. time it has be become something different. Very different. <laughs>
0: Fraternity Very different culture, from... I, I'm not necessarily against it. You know, I went to Madison. There was a lot of fraternities. It, it, you know, some were better than others. But that's, all I, that's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Is that some I was like, yeah, I can see the goal. Some I was like, yeah, I I see the goal. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with the goal. But uh, I want to ask, are we, you were so a flight attendant. You still have that traveling spirit? Um, a little bit?
3: Yeah. I mean, once you, you you have that spirit, it's there. What I mean,
0: was that it's... place that, like, when you found out you were flying to as a flight attendant, it was like, oh, yes. Um, like, I love going. How there. many flights did you actually get well, to Well, see, on I
3: only flew like, for, like, six weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Six seven weeks. Like, my right. my time in the... Is, well, then, in traveling. <laughs> in right. traveling.
0: Where was that place?
3: Uh. Oh, when, when I... Was a flight in or when I Maybe wasn't? Oh not. Oh, whenever. No, when, um, oh God, goodness. I mean, I would definitely, you know, obviously doing that bike trip to the Canadian Rockies was amazing. But, I mean, I've been overseas to Austria and France and Italy. And um, it's funny, talking about cities, I just, I I still love the countrysides. And um, so I think as long as there's... Uh, natural beauty out there that's what finds mm. finds me mm. you know so through the through the travels you know
1: would but you ever live anywhere else would I ever live anywhere else um, in like a retirement situation
3: uh, would I ever move yeah. anywhere else um, I probably would be open to it sure I don't I mean Wisconsin it's just easy living here uh, that's because it's
1: the greatest state but. oh gotcha
3: <laughs> Not for, no. not for the people south of here, huh? No, I'm kidding. Uh, but um, the, actually,
1: the people of the west. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, no the people south. I'm, just kidding.
3: Um, I'm kidding. Gosh, you know, I, I have to say, I really still enjoy the season. So I don't know yeah. if to like move yeah. to like one place that is just I, I don't know. South, they just got big bugs there. Um, I don't know. I, I scorpions. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, west, but uh, yeah, yeah, the. I mean of Florida and you know, they just they got lots of bugs and mosquitoes. I am not a fan of that. I, I do like I still love the beauty of the winter here. So it'd be hard to it'd be hard to it'd be hard to leave this area, I'll be mm-hmm. honest. Um I mean I still would love to continue travelling at some point in life, but
1: they're a bucketless did... play a bucketless place that you're like, I still want to go here before
3: I mean, I would love to go back to, to Austria. Okay. I I definitely would love to go to the countryside and see where my families came from. I would love to do that. But, um, you know what? I did so much traveling before and my husband did a lot of traveling. Unfortunately, we didn't got to do a few trips before the kids came, but not, not much. (laughs) Um, but that's all right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm content being here right now, but probably like I said, go back to Austria. I would love to to go. I enjoyed my time in Italy, um, France too. I mean, it was nice in the Alps. I mean, probably probably would return back to that area. Okay. Um, but um, how about you guys?
1: Oh. Bucket list trail. like uh, if I could j- live
0: somewhere else, or if I if yeah, I were like to travel, we've, yeah. we've
1: kind of discussed that. There's <laughs> like there's no way we're ever leaving Manitowoc because uh-huh. I do. Well, I important. can't get my wife to go to Two Rivers, so uh-huh. <laughs> I, I do think it's yes. important to put down roots. Yeah, uh, yeah. our yeah. generation especially yeah. is very wanderlust. You know, the, yeah. the grass Correct. is oh, greener oh, on oh, the yeah. next place. Yeah. You're yeah. going to go yeah. the next thing, the yeah. next thing, the next thing, where instead yeah. of like the communities the community that we've striven for, for, you know, years, why we started the podcast, right? Uh, it only happens if people put down their roots and they're Mm -hmm. committed to staying somewhere. Um, so I don't think I, I definitely don't want to live anywhere else. My mom is probably going to try to get me to move down to Arizona, but that's never going to happen. Um, as far as like bucket list places, I'd love to go to Ireland. I never got the chance to, uh, what's the, what's the word? Um, where they where they so, send so you over. So Study so yeah. okay. uh, I I did I had the chance, but I was stupid and didn't because I didn't want to leave my girlfriend at the time. That was dumb. Mm. Uh and I'd I'd really like to go to Japan at some point. Mm. I'd like to see Kyoto. The uh, golden age Japan is super interesting to me. The Warring Clans period is so frantic piece of piece of history and because Japan was so like Isolated from the world for so long. Like we have all this preserved yeah. history. Whereas like if you can go to like Rome and, and uh, Greece and you can see some of the preserved history, but it's like, it's I mean, the, it's war-torn. still ruins. Correct. Yeah, You but, can go to Kyoto okay. and see wooden buildings that were built in the 1400s yeah. and have, or a hotel or a business and have been run by the same family for 500 years. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, that like just... Not a microcosm, but like this perfect preservation of history yeah. is so cool to me. That I is, think that's cool, awesome. Maybe. It just happens to be in Japan.
0: Yeah, for me, for moving, uh, no, this is where I'll be. I, I, um, moved up here to be with close to my wife, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, got a family coming house. So, and I, and I like the area too. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's it's interesting. I tell people like my my mom grew up in Reedsville. Uh, but I, and so I came up here a lot to visit my grandma, visit family, but I never lived here myself. Like, cause my mom and my dad met when she lived in Milwaukee and that's where we stayed in sure. Milwaukee area. So I never thought as a kid, like I would ever be living here ever when I came up, uh, to visit my grandma, going to Burdenstein's. Like I remember as a kid, like visiting, but never thought I lived here, but, uh, life happens and, um, yeah, I'm I love it up here. It's, it's great. Uh, so, no, I won't. I, I, I should say I'll never, because like, never is like a big, right. you know, but I, I don't plan on sure. moving. Right. Um, travels. Oh, man. Um, I've never, so I've never been to Europe. And only one of my family has never been to Europe. I would love to go to Greece. Um, I was like a weird kid. I was like, fascinated of like Greek mythology, like not to like a weird extent. That's not like, weird. Most, but like, good yeah, yeah, just like the the like the history of Greece always fascinated me. Um, the rise, the fall of Rome and Greeks, <laughs> and the and just the it it, it the em, the the term empire. This is like crazy to me. John,
1: how often do you think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so I, have you heard of that thing going around? It's like a no. trend. Okay. Okay. Are you yeah. on social media? all. No. Okay. Zero. <laughs> That's okay. Good. Correct decision. Okay. Yeah. Good. yeah. yeah. Decision.
3: Great. Great. Good. yeah but I, I feel like you guys are like social media. Right no, we're not. So um, I'm not. I am oh, oh. zero. No. I'm not
0: on Facebook because yeah. my Facebook got hacked uh, and I can't get it back, but which is fine. Oh, no. Instagram here and there, but I... I like Twitter for the
1: <laughs> X formerly known as right.
0: I like it for uh, like just keep it up on sports. That's that that is my account. I just look at what is in the world of sports um, to keep up with news. Um, but there's a trend going around where people ask their male spouses. So like women ask, "How often do you think of the Roman Empire?" and m- I don't know. I feel like it's kind of scripted easily once a week, but I think, it, I think once a week, probably I, and I had to credit my friend Dom, who I know is not listening, but, uh, he, he knows way too much about the Roman empire. Like he could teach a class on it. And I've told him, I'm like, get your degree, finish it, which he is going to, i like, get your degree, finish history, and then just teach a class on Roman empire or something like that. Like just whatever class at UWM, uh, which is where he's at. But, yeah, maybe like once a week, I'll think about the rise and the fall of the Roman Empire and
1: how fascinating it is. It is pretty fascinating. Yeah, I think even especially as Catholics, like Jesus lived under the yeah, and, and it's when part Israel of our was history. under the yeah. under the rule yeah. of the Roman Empire,
0: right? Like our 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 Catholic, you know, life is like it's the Roman history is like part of it. Right. Well,
1: like, Amer- Amer- I mean, just American. The American political system is it's based based in... off of the, some of the Roman uh, republic systems. Right. Yeah, so because we're a Democrat, uh, because we're a constitutional republic, not a democracy. I
0: thought that was right. Greece. Wasn't that Athens? Wasn't Athens the first uh, place? May, so it
1: was like maybe, one... may, may, and, may and maybe, and maybe, I think it was
0: Athens. I don't know. I, 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 Greek, Greek, like. Mythology. Also, Hercules. Like,
1: I think like yeah. the movie Hercules yes. Yes. spurred a lot of that as well. Have you seen Hercules? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. Yes. I also, had a class. You're a hero.
0: It's a it's an underrated movie. Uh,
1: hmm.
0: underrated Disney movie. I should say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think uh, like I had a also had a classmate growing up who like his family is very Greek. Like they literally own like a Greek restaurant in town. Uh, and so like. <laughs> It was great when it was like his birthday because it was just the
3: best. The like, Greek food like, is the best. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, I love I mean.
0: like give me the baklava. Yeah, all and day the long. cheese,
3: and the cheeses. That is the, oh, fettas, the so yeah,
0: good. yeah, so good. I love Greek food, but um, yeah, like I just became fascinated. By. So Greece, but I also would love to go to England. I think there's a lot of great history there. I'm a yeah. big history nerd, so like England has got a lot of. Cool history, and a lot of preserved history, too, I will say. Mm. Um, I think that's the cool... Your wife
1: would really like to see Buckingham Palace. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. My wife is, like, fascinated by... She knows way too much about the... Royal uh, family. English oh. royal family, okay. so she just wants to go there really bad. And I do, I do, too, but... I feel like when I'm there, I'll, I'll probably drop some Ron Swanson quotes, like, you know, look, a clock. Don't have those in America. <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs>
0: but... But it's kind of a bummer though. Like yeah. sometimes I think about American history, and like we're not that old of a country. No, but our it's like not preserved at all. Like you think about yeah. like a couple places, a couple places. Boston's pretty. You yeah. live in Boston. Boston's know. pretty. Boston. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's probably the yeah. best city I've been to as far as city. I mean, obviously, and that's
3: worth so much head. where it began is the east coast right so
0: right and then um, you sometimes have like the williamsburg but like i don't even count that because like that's like i feel like that was purposefully preserved correct like correct you know it's kind of like a town within the town i don't know have you been there to williamsburg no i I know i haven't or like yeah um someplace in virginia but i feel like scripted it was more like this isn't actually a city it's just like an attraction we go to. Whereas like when you're in Rome, it's like, this is where Caesar is beheaded and it's across the street from a, a pizza place. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, it's right here. That's yeah. where it happened. Like, oh, I'll, okay. I mean, I know, it's just so cool.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't I, really. I, I think I it's also different because when you think about, i uh, are just going to talk about the Roman empire now. <laughs> when you think about Rome, um, but, when Rome was like conquesting, yeah. a lot of the war was fought away from Rome. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in America, the war was fought here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the British held New York and Philadelphia and Boston for a large amount of the war. So, like, and then a lot of the war was fought outside of small towns, mm. in fe- like in woods. Like, it there's not a lot of. Preserved history because the preserved history was outside.
0: Well, that's another thing, too. Like, (laughs) and like, it's not like the founding fathers were like, we got to preserve this. It's like, no, we got to make a country. So, like, we're not going to necessarily. It is kind of cool, though. Like, I mean, uh, so you you lived in Boston. I love Boston, one of my favorite cities in the world. I haven't traveled outside the United States much, but (laughs) I say that as, like, Uh, oh, it's one of my favorite cities. I've been to so many places. But, uh, like, um uh Boston Massacre site. Yeah. Did you ever visit it?
3: A little bit. Yeah. It's in the middle
0: of the street. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's yeah. a plaque. Yeah. On a building. It's, be- yeah. it's because it was in the middle of the street. Because it's in the middle of the street. Right. And they're <laughs> right. like <laughs> right. they're like, we don't um tell people where it is so that way people don't stop in the middle of the street.
2: Street. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. there
0: is a star there. It's tiny. You can take a picture of it in the crosswalk while you're walking. Okay. <laughs> But don't walk Yeah it's It's just I love Boston Because I think it's just The most preserved Out of all of the
1: Have you been to Philadelphia?
0: No But I've heard Philadelphia Is pretty dang close It is? Yeah So I I would love to get It's so funny My family's like No you've been to Philadelphia I'm like Where's a picture of me in Philadelphia? Like (laughs) my family's convinced that I took. So my parents went to Philadelphia. My sister lived in New Jersey, so it's it's not that far away from Jersey. Once you're in the East Coast, you can just take a train. So they visit my sister out there. I was in the area at the time because I took a trip to New York with my uh, friends uh, in a performance group that I was in high school. Spring break, Mm -hmm. we went out there. It was an organized thing. My my. My parents were in New Jersey visiting my sister. And then we met up and then we went to Boston. It was the same trip. It was great. New York and Boston. Uh, they took a day trip to Philadelphia like during the, this same time. And they're convinced. that you, They're like, you were on the trip. I'm like, no, no, no. I was in New York and so were you. But you guys were with Karen <laughs> doing a day trip. I'm like, find the pictures. They're convinced that I was there. I always have to tell them. I was not there. I've never been to Philadelphia. You I, want would, go l- I would love to. You want to go sometime? I would love to go to Philadelphia. It's on my, It's on my like,
1: yeah. Hang on, like, Independence Hall?
0: Yeah, it's on my, like, list of places. I mean, I want to go to every baseball stadium. So, like, Philadelphia. There's a baseball stadium there. But obviously, when I go there, I'm going to see the city, too. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you don't want to. But it's out. also on my, like, list of cities. Is there a city that you have not been to in the United States? That's you're like,
3: ooh. That I would like to go. Yeah. Um, once again, I'm not a big city girl. Um, you know. That, Is there a, a spot? A spot in in the U.S. that I would like to go. Um, probably would like to go back up to Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, up That's pretty. Like farther in.
1: Like Arcadia?
3: Yeah, like kind mm-hmm. of up that way. Close to the, like, Nova Scotia area. up. Oh, up, all the way up right, there. Like all the way up. Yeah, like right on. on. That's going. an underrated yeah. area. Yeah. Labrador I, and stuff um, like that. I,
1: Is Labrador up that way? Newfoundland Labr-
0: yeah, and uh, Labrador. I mean yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. that's Canada, but, like, it's, like, right
1: there. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Great name. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's one place I would love to. Uh, yeah. well, we, we took a trip to Maine. My husband has a sister who lives there, um, but we didn't make it that far up. But um, I would love to go back up, go up back up that area um yeah i mean i did a ton of traveling in the u.s and obviously a little bit when when i was a flight attendant but um i definitely definitely probably would go east for some of my yeah. yeah yeah you know it's interesting here living in manitowoc so many people from manitowoc have been here for generations i'm just amazed you know how many people you know they might have left, but then they came back or they, you know, grew up on a farmstead. And um, so it's it's just really interesting to me. But once again, for me, being, I guess, second generation, I don't have that. I had the Chicago roots, of course, but not, you know, with all my grandparents come from Europe. I just, you know, we haven't been here that long in mm-hmm. the, in, in this country. So the yeah. history part is... I mean, it interests me, but it it doesn't interest me that much. Yeah. I'll be honest. And, yeah. You know.
0: I legitimately have a friend whose family came over on the Mayflower. Yeah. Dude, that's, long, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. He can that trace it. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. He. I grew up with him. He's like, yeah, my family came over on the Mayflower. I'm like, like the daughters, actually. He's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's proved yeah. it to me. Like, that is oh awesome. Gosh, yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, it, it, it's 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 super cool. Interesting. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I guess yeah. maybe because I don't feel like I had that strong roots I mean mm. it doesn't mean you know it, it means something to me here being here but it doesn't mean sure as, as much
1: mm. well wow. <laughs> over two hours are we really wow. yeah that it doesn't wow. feel like that yeah. see how easy that is yeah. I know it is easy it really is easy <laughs> anyway <laughs> well Laura we thank you so much for for giving of your time and giving of your Tuesday night to uh, Hang out with uh, us and, and yeah. tell us about your story. Thank you. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, yeah, it has been. I, 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 I've i said before I really appreciate sometimes being able to have guests on that we don't necessarily know very well. Yeah. Because being able to hear your entire story from beginning to present is, mm-hmm. I think, very helpful for for people to just know where other people in our parish come from. Yeah. Right. And the the experience that they have. Um, so I so I appreciate you being very open and honest and yeah.
3: And like I said, I didn't really plan what I was going to say tonight. I kinda of thought about a few things but you could have
1: uh, fooled me. You could have fooled honestly, me yeah, seriously? I, yeah, you could yeah, have fooled I don't me. Know. I, <laughs> you could've I, I just I don't know.
2: You know I, You're uh, more prepared than we were
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. par for the course. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to be like Laura, uh, you can email us at uh, humblyspeakingpod at gmail.com. One of these days I'm gonna start the episode you know, basically. I right. know. When you know, we talked about that was last week. Yeah. How right. like how do we start a podcast?
0: We should probably start off right. by <laughs> letting <laughs> plug people you, know. look in the email. because
1: yeah. you know, the twelve people that was on this. Twelves <laughs> right. <12's> of people. <laughs> um so uh, yeah uh humbly speaking at gmail.com. Um happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving,
0: Sunday, yeah. happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy yeah. your green beans
1: your moist turkey <laughs> yes gotta get that <laughs> moist moist stuffing <laughs> uh praise be jesus christ Amen. Yeah.